Just yeah, like in Goonies, Martha Plimpton's character falls asleep in one of the scenes when they're on when they're on the boat. Like yeah. it's two of the boys, and she's in the background, and, and she's her head is in between theirs, and like she just nods off, and there's like a loud crash or something else, and she just springs to life. It's hilarious. That's hilarious. In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Jeff Mazuka, Dennis Matouche. John Reed. Bo Warbold. Each month, they've sworn to tackle two or three movies and remind us all why we fell in love with them in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 85. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. This time we are going to be looking at The Goonies, which came out on June 7th, 1985. Uh, director is Richard Donner, uh, written by Steven Spielberg and Christopher Columbus. Um, the budget for this movie was $19 million and the box office was $61 million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 68% critic score and a 91% user score. What was critics thinking? Oh, idiots. Um... Pompous. I know. <clears throat> Sean Astin plays Mikey. Corey Feldman plays Mouth. Josh Brolin plays Brand. Jeff Cohen was Chunk. Carrie Green is Andy. Martha Plimpton is Steph. Jonathan K. Kwan is Data. Uh, John Mat- Matuzak. Is it Matuzak? Yeah. Matuzak? Yeah. Sloth. Uh, Robert Davi plays Jake. Joe Pantoliano plays Francis. And Anne Ramsey, the scariest woman alive, plays Mama Fratelli. A group of kids who live in the Goondocks area of Astoria, Oregon, are being forced out of their homes by a developer looking to clear the area and expand his country club. While going through items in the attic, they find an old treasure map, a pirate doubloon, and a news article about the 17th century pirate One-Eyed Willie, whose treasure is rumored to be hidden somewhere in the town. Thus begins the final adventure of the Goonies. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Wow, do you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonie adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go fast. Brand. Andy. No, I can't even look. Mouth. Now get out from behind there. You're ruining the painting. You're ruining my job. Stephanie. Data. Gordy Bangles. Ow. Guys, isn't that neat? And Chunk. Swapped. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend. But they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. That's the it. Sounds like Kong. Discover what they uncover. 
secret caves. Treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. And I want to report for a murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure. As Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. This one, I as a kid, I know that I probably watched this at some point, but I don't remember anything past the first scenes with Sloth, because as a kid, Sloth terrified me. So I think I stopped watching the movie whenever Sloth appeared the first time, and I didn't get beyond that. So as a kid, I don't remember Sloth being this friendly character. I just remember him being this really scary thing in the shadows, and I don't think I ever watched it beyond that. The first time I watched this movie all the way through, I was probably closer to like middle school or high school. Um, I know I saw parts of this as a kid, but I never would watch it beyond those scenes. So I probably don't... I haven't seen it as many times as other people have, but still... Of the different movies we're looking at this month, this is probably one of my favorites out of the whole group. And you can just, I mean, the fact that you've got Chris Columbus, you've got Steven Spielberg, Richard Donner. I like all three of those guys. Yeah, a, I like all the stuff. It's a powerhouse of creativity right, right there. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, with those three guys at the helm of this movie, you really can't go wrong. Now, I don't know how I feel about them trying to do a sequel to this today. We can talk about that later. But, um, you know, it seems like. The people that were in charge of making this movie are really excited about doing a sequel. I don't know how excited I would be to see a like sequel to that. Indy 4 excited? Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's keep that one in the refrigerator where it belongs. Um, so that's that's kind of my experience with this movie is I may not have seen it as much growing up as a kid, but in the amount of time that I have seen it since, let's say, high school, um, this one of these of these movies we've looked at this month is probably my favorite. Hands down, this is my favorite movie out of the uh, out of the group from this month. I've seen I, countless times. I love this movie. I loved it as a kid. Um, you know this this is the Raiders of the Lost Ark for kids. Mm-hmm. You know it's the, yeah, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd watch a movie like all right, and you know my friends and I would like let's go find a cave, let's go search, let's go do this, that, or the other. I mean, it was just all about going on, on an adventure in our own backyard. And uh, and it, it works very much the same way. Now looking at it, it works very much the same way as an Indiana Jones movie does. And that it, it's it's a serial. It, it, it goes just from one episodic moment to the next. And how is our hero going to make it through? Uh, are they going to survive this scene? Oh, they have. And tune in next week when this group has to now take on this challenge. I just, I love this movie. I have a lot of fun every time I watch it. I just I it doesn't get old for me at all. And I remember playing the video game as a kid. Like this movie is made to be turned into a video game. You know, it's got all of the I've never fi- played the video game. Figure out the puzzle like the old Nintendo game. Um, 
I remember playing that. I think there was an old Nintendo game that was a Goonies 2 that they had too. And I remember playing, like renting those from Blockbuster and playing those. Um, but I mean, it's like all the different, like you're talking about the different scene, the episodic kind of idea of it, mm-hmm. all the puzzles, all the booby traps, uh, booty traps, booty traps that you have to go through, all that other stuff. It's like you could fit this into a video game and it's like one <coughs> stage after another of everything you've got to get and through. And they call the video game, they call the Nintendo game Goonies 2. Yeah. That's that's just cool. It was supposed to be the mm-hmm. story. You're playing the story after the movie. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that interesting. Yeah, no, I I dig this movie. Always will. I'm wearing. You're wearing the t-shirt. I'm wearing my Goonies t-shirt <laughs> because I'm a huge fan of this movie. Patrick, you want to wake up and share something? Wake up and share something. That's right. Wait, what guys? Wait, what? Um, first time I think I saw this movie all the way through was somewhat recently. Always saw parts like bits and pieces of it, and it was funny because. Um, um, my uh, folks came over to stay with the kids today is what they do on Mondays and I'm like hey dad if you're looking for you know when Daniela goes on for a nap I got Last Starfighter Goonies and you know listed all the movies sitting there and he's like yeah I don't think I ever saw Goonies and I, as a kid I never saw it and it was kind of the thing like you kind of watch the movies that your folks pick out and say hey let's check this one out let's and so I don't know what was the deal with Goonies but we just never saw that and then I remember you know seeing bits and pieces of it but I, and I think a couple of times like starting it and watching like one section of it or oh that's the end of Goonies but just getting that whole like straight through approach and yeah great movie I mean you know I don't know the other names I do know Spielberg and it's like yeah there's, there's a reason that that guy's on top I mean he just makes great great movies I mean from the humor to the adventure to the kids to the you know and it's funny because we talked about the last month of movies that you know, we were talking about Conan the Destroyer. Oh, okay, well, we're going to try and make it more kid-friendly and kid-oriented, and so we're going to put this character in, and we're going to do this, and they just, they can't seem to, whatever they can, I think what they came up a couple times, they can't turn that movie, that thing, by just throwing a couple little pieces in there, they can't make it for kids. But somehow, Steven Spielberg, just like the whole movie, right from the story to the characters to, you know, what was in the movie, what he kept out of the movie, it's just... You know, just really, really well executed. Well, the movie appeals to kids because it, you know the kids are the heroes. You They're know, going and, on an and adventure. It, it portrays know. the adults as the villains, and what kid can't relate to that? Dated it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I know. As a kid, I, I, it's weird because it's one of the few movies. I mean, we've shown our kids some other stuff, but it's the one movie. It'll be this summer, most likely, that they'll see it. My kids have not seen Goonies. We talked about it. We actually rented it a couple times. Started to watch it when they were younger, only to press stop and go, wait a second, the language was like a bit over right. the top in certain spots, which again, you go back to some Spielberg films and he always kind of threw that in there where you don't yeah. think about it when you were a kid. And now you're like, you know, when do I show this? So I didn't want to... The, the language sh- was the only part that kept me from showing it to my kids. Yeah. Otherwise, that's I would have said, like, they would have loved it. It was on my list. I want my Goonies. Yeah. My wife was like, Goonies. We definitely want Goonies. And then all of a sudden... We gotta go. Let's just wait a few years. And I think our idea behind that was to not let to not let it be ruined mm-hmm. by either the language or the awkward. And I don't want remembering that if they're you know because I think kids might be more aware of stuff nowadays than they are. I, maybe they're not. They're, some of it still goes over their head. But I think back then I, I don't know if I remember the language being horrible, you know, like like really bad. But again, how many times are we watching the edited version? Again, is it the edited version? But I know that I saw the original. Now the sloth character. I always thought that was kind of cool because I remember being afraid of him at first, but then it was like it actually made you less afraid of the monster. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, I remember being almost somewhat comforting, like this could be this sweet, 
you know, character as opposed to you see this. I, I think, I, I think when weird. I saw it was that, kind of a transformation. Well, I think when I saw that, I was still just young enough that I got so scared when it got to those scenes. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I would stop the movie at that point, or I'd change a channel or whatever. But no, I never got to the part where he, you know, gets redeemed as a friendly exactly, character yeah. and. And, and see, I think for me that, that it's, it sounds like like a bigger thing than it really should be, like in a way. But there's always moments when you like you know you see people who are either burned or you saw, and I they used to scare the crap out of me when I would see that in person. Like I'd look at people, I'd be afraid. Like there's you know, just as a kid, that's your initial reaction is you see somebody who's in a burn uh, situation or an accident and they're disfigured, and then you see the sloth character, and then for some reason that kind of stuck with me oddly outside of the movie as like not being afraid of those people so it's a very weird like actual like real life thing that I got from that movie because of that sloth character like I was like not afraid of that type of I'm still afraid of people so that's why I don't go outside and then I just got kind of watching it now like Josh Brolin like I knew you know the other actors and stuff in there, but I just and he doesn't look that much different but for some reason I never like was like that's Josh Brolin like it was weird I never even put two and two together that that he was in the movie I knew the other characters you know but Corey Feldman all them but Josh Brolin that was his first role yeah Um, I I love this movie Uh, I think it's if you look at like quintessential 80s movies okay I would say this one and probably Breakfast Club when I think of 80s you know and, and with the music and uh, Cindy Lauper and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just you know anytime you see like I love the 80s those type of you know VH1 shows Goonies always pops up and uh, uh, I mean you could remake it now but I just think that there's just something very very 80s about that movie that that, that would be lost. And Sean Heston said something about that, like like when he was interviewed about something. I, I forgot the exact quote, but something along the lines of like you know like how do you, and or, or I don't know if it was how or why do you cre- try to recreate a masterpiece? Mm-hmm. So like what's the you know I think you look at like a movie like <coughs> Explorers and there's a reason to maybe recreate that because mm-hmm. it wasn't done right. Right. But if it was done right, why mess with that? Mm-hmm. Why it had its own charm at that own time? Why why tamper with that? And I, well, and I think it's interesting that you bring up both Breakfast Club and Goonies at the same time because in watching it again this time, I'm looking at this going, you know what? Younger kids are not going to get The Breakfast Club. They won't watch The Breakfast Club. I mean, it's rated R, so they won't watch it. But they won't watch Breakfast Club because it doesn't hold their interest. This is like a Breakfast Club for younger kids. You got the idea, like this is the last time this group is going to be together. They all think that once this once this is over, if they don't succeed in this mission, they're all going to go their separate ways. And they're going to live in different towns, and so this is kind of like the Breakfast Club for little kids because you got to you, you can't just sit in a room for an entire day. You have to throw an adventure, and you got to have all this other stuff. Oh, it's going their on. time, their time down there. Right. And the adults again are out of the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting thing is like. Uh, uh, their names, you know, the characters, their their names are never the same, you know. So so you have like Chunk, you know, his real name is Lawrence. Uh, uh, Data, his real name is Richard, you know. So it's it's just funny. It's like each each person uh, goes by their nickname. Uh, Mikey, Slot, his real name brain. was Michael. Yeah. Brain. <laughs> brain, yeah. Mouth. Mouth. That's He's probably my favorite character, and no. just just the whole scene with uh, him talking to to the maid and and talking about Mr. Walsh's sexual toys in his yeah. dungeon. We keep the marijuana in the top drawer, the cocaine in the middle drawer, the heroin in the bottom drawer. Corey Feldman even points out in the commentary on the DVD. He said, "Wow, it's pretty ironic that I was the one that ended up de- describing how to store the drugs." Huh? <laughs> 
And those are the lines where it's like when I read it, you know, because I'll go through the parental thing and just kind of jive and go, oh my God, this was all in there. And then when I get to that <laughs> section, it's like, yeah, because what if they ask a question based on that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll wait a little bit. And I remember even even having not watched this a lot as a kid, this one is definitely more quotable, or at least you remember yeah. some of the instances, because I don't, I, mean, I don't know that a week goes by that I don't see somebody put something up about the truffle shuffle I on Facebook. That's the scene, yeah. yeah on incredible. Facebook or something like that. And, <clears throat> and um, hey, you the guy. hey, you guys. <laughs> that was the what, well, because when I lived over in England for a while, you know, you're at a soccer match and people are like shouting out for their team. They're like, Manchester United, Liverpool. And I could care less. These are all British soccer teams. I'm the American kid. So I'm sitting there going, hey, you guys. Yeah. And I just remember growing up doing that. You know, like yeah. you get together, like a pickup game, uh, football or basketball or something. You, you get up to the playground, get to the field, just run around, hey, you guys. You know, as you're running up. That's just. Yeah. Isn't it from the electric company? I'm like, like that, the, that uh, Hey You Guys line. It's from a, a kids' TV show, The Electric Company. Is it Remember The Electric Company? The and company I'm was... assuming it's because that's probably one of the few things he sloth watched, watched during, okay. when he was chained in the, hmm. in the basement. In pirate movies. Yeah. Yeah, and strange enough, the pirate channel. <laughs> Twenty-four hours of pirate movies, all day, every day. I do remember, like I was pulling up the, the Cindy Lauper video for mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing Captain Blood in the background. And one of them, that's the movie, the pirate movie they're watching. All right. all right, there we go. So yeah, I mean, I just assume that Good. Slot, I didn't yeah. slot that watched that program a whole lot while he was cool chained you, up in the basement. Do you know what was kind of weird when when they're talking, they're recapping at the end when they get saved, you know, and they're saying what was the scariest moment and then they talk about the octopus scene. Like you know about that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and they how they cut it, but they they kept it for the for the final uh, 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 at the ending. So, I, I don't know. Have you guys seen the deleted scenes with the octopus? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the the deleted scenes yet, but I did because I read something that said there was a there was another track on the soundtrack called something like Eight Arms to Hug You With or something like that and it was from the deleted octopus scene yeah I like we're kind of talking about some of our favorite scenes and stuff that um, I did like how you know this being written by Christopher Columbus who also wrote Gremlins I did like how when Chunk finally gets on the phone and he's trying to call the sheriff and the sheriff is like oh so is, is this the same as that time you know the Iranian terrorists had broken in it yeah this is like that time those little creatures you get them wet and they multiply is it yeah. just like that and yeah and I'm like oh okay alright I didn't catch that as a kid but I got it this time and then Chunk's uh, his whole confession scene <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think if if I was if we were to go around and say like you know, which one would you be like we did for Breakfast Club I'm sitting there going no I, I would totally be Chunk I would be the one that would be like terrified and wanting everybody else to like leave let's don't go in there and making up stories and yeah but I, I love his whole confession scene. It's like, tell us everything. Okay, in third grade, I cheated on my history test. And his voice, like, I, I want to hear an interview with him. Because then, oh, come on, guys. And then, oh, no, no. And I mean, it's not just what he says, but it's mm-hmm. that shape of his, you know, the way he phrases mm-hmm. is pretty funny. I love you the, see him now, like uh, the actor. He's oh, yeah. So he's like, he's on, you can't even. Doesn't even look down. like it. He became him. a lawyer. He yeah. could act yeah. and became a lawyer. Yeah, I love his fiction. I love that scene where he's stuck in the freezer with the dead guy, 
<laughs> he's just like trying to prop him up and he keeps yeah. falling down on top of it. And the dead guy always is looking. <laughs> right. You know, it's like staring at him as he falls. And... I think I read somewhere that the, the dead guy was one of the cameramen on the crew. I think he was part of the crew, and they just they said, "Yeah, we need a dead guy. So you come yeah. over here. We'll we'll put makeup on you." He was a plumber, like that. Yeah. cameraman too. Oh, was he really? Scenes. They just keep using cameramen for extras. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't ask like which character I would be because I would. <laughs> You'd be mouth. <laughs> You'd be Andy. I was actually thinking about dressing up like Data for Halloween one time, and like with the trench coat, and and uh, mm-hmm. that would be kind of funny. One of, one of my favorite lines in this movie is, and it's so easily overlooked, um, when the Fratellis are tying, right, it's right before they go down into the in, in, into the fireplace, and they tie Chunk up, and, and you know, one brother's dealing with sloth, and Mom is in the background yelling something, and Joey, Joey Pants is tying up Chunk, and he's like, are these ropes, are, are you comfortable? And he's like, no, are these ropes too tight? Yes. And it's just this really dry, deadpan conversation. And if, like, if you're not really paying attention, you're going to miss it. But the, the delivery that, that Chunk gives on those lines, on his responses, is just great. And the dynamic between the adults and the kids really worked well in this movie. You know, they, they, just, they really got the, 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 the villain and hero uh, dynamics figured out because you hated these fratellis. You despised them. You, you, and anytime the, the kids came on, you're like, all right, they're going to win. And, you know, they, they all meet up on the ship at the end. You know, I, that when, when, when Mike's like, oh, I got a great idea. We'll leave the jewels down this way and, and then we'll hide out here and they'll follow there and then we'll go. And then all of a sudden, mom is there. That sounds like a great idea. And you're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> Was well, like you said that Mama almost ends up being scarier than Sloth. Oh, she's terrifying. Yeah. Imagine having a, a teacher like her, you know, or, or an evil librarian. <laughs> she, she is a. I mean, it's a, it's a terrifying character. I like how Joey Pants is in it too. That's great. And I guess like uh, uh, Robert Davi, the uh, the the older brother, he's mm-hmm. a classically trained opera singer, and so when he was singing the yeah. lines, mm-hmm. yeah, and he and he and Joey Pants. Despised each other. Yeah, you and I were talking about yeah, that earlier. They, it's like they the two of them really hated each other. Hated each other. Did not like working together at all, hmm. which I think lent itself to working for, for for some of the scenes. Well, they, and they said that like some of the stuff they would do to each other, like hitting each other, throwing stuff at each other, like some of that was stuff they did off camera. And so then they just said, "Yeah, just keep doing that. We're going to start rolling. You guys keep doing that. Keep fighting." Like you know, the one scene when when one of them throws and hits the other in the head with a bucket, it's like now knowing now how much they hated each other. Like, I wonder if there was some little bit, little extra on that as he threw it at him, like you know, a pie to the face or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just I don't know. I I think all the characters were just so well portrayed. The story was just so much fun, and like even now, I just I I think about it just. You're smiling. You're yeah, I, I, I love podcast. I love everything about this movie. You know, one scene I really like is uh, when they knock off the, the statue of David. Yeah, <laughs> that's my mom's favorite piece. That was beer, but wasn't. Yeah, that's, that was actually my favorite quote. It's like, oh my god, that's my mom's most favorite piece. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't. Does the Groucho Mark yeah. thing? He's gonna be pissing in his own face. <laughs> But see, again, all those responses why I don't think there should be a remake. 
Right. Yeah. Why? I, I, if you I get think that type of response, how many years later? Either remake or, or even trying you, to do a sequel, I think you you're it? not going to get no. the same thing out of it that, that they were able to create no. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it would just be for the money. Right. Cash in on it, and that's it. So. Yeah. It would be like the adults and, and the Goonies, you know, yeah. the ones who wanted to sell the exactly. you know, for, for the uh, country club. Yep. Yep. All right. Did anybody else have any other favorite scenes or quotes that didn't get mentioned yet? I think, and I, I think almost any line that uh, the data says is just really funny, just in his delivery, and you know, and and you know, he struggles with the English language, and just you know, like, I'm wondering, what do you think is in the bag? You know, lines like that. You're just like very explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. Um, and Did so, you hear about the one scene where he was saying holy? And like, yeah, holy S-H-I-T. Because yeah, his, his mom told him, I don't want you swearing on this movie. <laughs> don't say any swear words. All the other kids are just <laughs> swearing willy-nilly. Yeah. And, and of course, I always wanted to find some sort of cave to go in that had a big waterfall or a big water slide at the end like that. Yeah. One Which, really cool part that was in the commentary was how uh, they purposely didn't show them the pirate ship, you know, when they slide down the water slide. Yeah, and, and until, so until that day until when... one. And they had to cut it out because they swore, some of them swore. <laughs> they're like, holy <laughs> so. Richard Donner was saying that after, the, after they would wrap shooting for the day and, like, all the kids would go to trailers or, or home or wherever... They'd turn the water pumps back on, and like I guess all the adults in the crew would just take turns going down the water slides, <laughs> and they'd spend all night just like going down the slides and having a good time. I guess yeah. Donner also he he thought the kids were a handful. I, have like, to I mean, it's got to be like Probably all those kids. We're losing Pat. Yeah, man. <laughs> Try guys. I'm not far away. Yeah, no, I think it, well, it's it, not. It's nine thirty. It's past Pat's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man. I think this movie holds up and will always hold up, and I think to try to do anything else with it is just going to be a bad idea, and I really hope it doesn't get touched in any way, shape, or form. So, Chris, Richard, Stephen, if you're listening to this right now, don't make a sequel, don't do a remake, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Just wanted to get that out there, because I know they're listening. So They're listening every month. Every month. Speaking of every month, we will be back next month um, in June, and we will be I'd be really curious as to how we fit these all together. Um, we will be talking about Amadeus, which I will say right now is probably one of my favorite movies of all time, not to like lead in too hard on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. Uh, we're going to be looking at Amadeus. Muppets Take Manhattan, This is Spinal Tap, and Footloose. So those will be our June movies. Um, Originally there was a musical theme to it. I think there still kind of is. Amadeus, Muppets Take Manhattan, Spinal Tap, and Footloose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, And we will find out in Footloose why these sticks were put up their butts. This one goes to 11.
This has been another thrilling episode of the 30-something Movies Podcast. If you're looking to connect with us even more, and why wouldn't you, we're on Twitter, at 30podcast. Hit us on the face. That would be Facebook. Facebook.com slash 30podcast. And remember, Goonies never say die. And you shouldn't either. We'll see you back next time.